I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. La, da, da. To rewrite history without a pen, no ID on the track. Let the story begin. 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 This What's is going on, DMV? Well, Willingham here with you for a short edition of Overtime. Just about an hour. We'll lead you up to Nats on deck. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler will have the first game of the Nats and the Rangers. Here for you on the fan. Exciting night last night, though. I was out at Capital One Arena with Chris Naki doing the NBA draft. Fun, fun time last night. We got to see a lot of famous faces. Saw some ex-wizards. And for me, growing up watching, you know, most of these guys, it, it was just a real treat last night. I was definitely in my jam with Chris Naki. He did a great job as well. But we've got the newest member of the Washington Wizards, Johnny Davis Jr., the All-American and Big Ten Player of the Year from Wisconsin comes in. And as the pick is getting ready to be made and we're seeing, you know, who's still left on the board, I'm looking over at Naki and I'm like, please, please say Zoche Abache from, from Kansas. So then the Johnny Davis ends up being picked and instantly I put my homer hat on. And I'm thinking, how could, what, what do I like about this uh, from the get-go? And... There's a lot of things to like, in my opinion, but I think, and I'll get to it a little bit later on here in the show, I think that Tommy Shepard made this pick based on what he anticipates happening with Bradley Beal. Uh, it was well known going into last night, the big need for Washington and what they had talked about was the point guard position. They needed to add somebody at the point guard position who was a table setter, a facilitator, somebody who can get guys involved uh, on the offensive end and then be able to, you know, lock it up and be able to guard, you know, ones and twos and contain guys off the dribble. You, you heard Tommy Shepard, you know, talk about it in his pre-draft media availability. We're just looking for a dog. We, we, need, we needed some dogs. And I'll say this. I don't 100% love the fit with Johnny Davis, but I do know what Johnny Davis is. He's got some dog in him. Uh, as a guy... Like I mentioned, Big Ten Player of the Year. He was an All-American. And it looked like, you know, for, for a decent chunk of the season that he was going to be, you know, the National Player of the Year. Um, we, we saw him have some, you know, big-time moments uh, in college. You know, everyone's one of, one of everyone's favorite prospects in this draft was the guard Jaden Ivey from Purdue. We saw Johnny Davis give Jaden Ivey 37 of them things. So, obviously, this is a guy who can compete, who's going to come in right away and expect – to help this team, quite frankly, um, from a fit standpoint, 
he didn't run a lot of point guard uh, in college at Wisconsin. And, you know, my, my on first blush, that was my initial concern or, or, or cause for pause, if you will, with the pick. He is not your, your traditional point guard. Um, I think Washington still has to go out and try to find that guy. And, you know, Wes Unsell Jr. mentioned it uh, with us last night. There are many different ways, and Tommy Shepard has echoed these sentiments as well. There are many different ways to go out and acquire talent, um, and Washington knows that. They've got the trade market to work with, and they've also got, you know, free agency. It just, th- there, was a, there was a point in time last night when I, when I really got to sit back and think about it. Look, I, I like the pick. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the pick. I think, you know, Johnny Davis, maybe in a year or two, can be that guy that either compliments Bradley Beal or on the flip side, steps into the shoes of Bradley Beal. A lot is going to, there's still a lot of things left to happen in this offseason for Washington. Tommy and company have a full laundry list of needs that they still you know, need to acquire. But I think getting Johnny Davis Jr. last night was a good first step. You could tap in with me, tell, you, tell me how you feel about the pick on our MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. Tell me how you feel about the pick of Johnny Davis Jr. You can also get at me on the Bird app, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Tell me how you feel about it. Um, there's a lot to like on the defensive end from Johnny Davis Jr. And that is why I'll give the pick a B plus. I think he has the ability to come in and make an immediate impact on that end of the floor. Just being a guy that plays with energy and hustle. And it was refreshing, in my opinion, to see Washington add a guy with some youth, you know, at the guard spot. Obviously, we've been a lot of retread veterans in the, in the backcourt with Bradley Beal. I think Johnny Davis Jr. has the opportunity to come in and, and find a role right away with this basketball team. And Wizards fans out there, we, we have a tendency to want to see instant gratification right away from these picks. Give my man Johnny Davis Jr. some time. I think he is a young man that has a lot of room to grow still as a player. And, yes, there were other players on the board you know, who I would have maybe – liked Washington to consider that they didn't, but it's here nor there. You can't argue, in uh, my opinion, with the production of Johnny Davis Jr. You, you, you just can't. It, it's really hard to argue with what this young man did. I love the size that he brings at the guard spot. Guy that six, stands 6'5", six, 200 pounds. I think immediately on, on, on first impact, going to be on the defensive end uh, for this guy. He has a knack, and he showed it in college. He has a knack for showing up in the biggest of games as well. That's another thing that I liked about him. And, and, and Wes Unsell Jr. talked about this uh, with, with me and Chris Naki last night during our draft coverage. The maturity, and he just is a competitor. And I think that is what Tommy Shepard and the company were talking about when they say they want to bring in a guy that's a dog. And I 110% think uh, Johnny Davis uh, fills that bill of being a dog. But I'll say this about the pick. And I think 
it was a nice job by Tommy Shepard, I guess, covering your tracks or covering your behind. <laughs> there was a report that we'll get into on the other side of this break about the potential of Bradley Beal walking at the end of this season. And in my opinion, when the Wizards were on the clock last night, they may have had that in mind with the selection of Johnny Davis Jr. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Lenell Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Well, Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan. About 45 minutes left or so left to go in the program before I hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler, your usual suspects on the call for Nats baseball. They're getting ready to open up a weekend series in the great state of Texas against the Rangers. 8.05 first pitch tonight. Paolo Espino getting the start for the Curly W's. Uh, before we went to break... Just recapping last night and giving my first blush impressions of the Johnny Davis Jr. selection by the Washington Wizards. Um, There's a lot to like. There were other prospects on the board that I thought they could have went with as well. But like I said earlier, you cannot argue with the production of this young man. And by all accounts and all pundits, this was the most improved player in the nation last season. Um, it, It went from, you know, being a role player to a superstar in the span of a summer. Um, he did a lot of good work with USA Basketball as well. Um, I, I think he's he's a guy that's got chops. And playing in the Big Ten, I mean, what a you can't name me a more ideal conference for, for NBA scouts to be able to go and scout talent, seeing him up against some of the best prospects in the country. I mentioned it earlier. The guy everyone's drooling over in the draft, talking about Jaden Ivey. <laughs> Johnny Davis said, no problem. I'll give you 37. Here, you can have it. Um we saw him, you know, do it in, in, in the biggest moments last year. And I think, you know, he'll be able to come in here and, and play well with Bradley Beal. Um, that's if he's playing with Bradley Beal. You guys can tap in with me as well and give me your opinion on the Johnny Davis Jr. pick. Our MGM National Harbor listing lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Vic and Akakee, see what he likes about the Johnny Davis pick. What's going on, Vic? Vic! You there, buddy? Must be a ghost. We'll see if we can uh, get Vic back on the line. Um, Yeah, I mentioned it, though. The improvement that we saw uh, from the summer to, to this past winter and fall uh, for Johnny Davis Jr., I thought, I thought was key. And the thing I like about it the most with a guy like that, seeing the improvement, is you know he's willing to work. He, he's... You know, from everything you hear, is a basketball junkie, a gym rat. So I think he can stand to bulk up a little bit in his frame. I think that might be, you know, an area where he can fill out a little bit and help himself. But this kid could put the ball in the hole. He defends. It's a lot, it's a lot to like about him. Uh, the one thing that the scouts were concerned about for him coming out was his consistency shooting the ball from range. Now, that's something that 
I think can be improved at the next level when he's getting easier looks. I think he's got nice shooting mechanics. Um, he needs a guy who's going to be able to set him up and get him some catch-and-shoot looks. And I think when he's in those situations as a three-point shooter, he's much more of a threat. Uh, that's why I mentioned I don't, I don't think Washington, by any stretch of the imagination, is done uh, adding to this roster and even to the guard spot on this basketball team. Right now, we sit here on June the 24th. We don't have a starting point guard right now for the Washington Wizards. And you've heard it you know, all summer long. And you saw it last night, just the frenzy that it was for, for, for teams trying to shed salaries because they know this free agent period, once July 1st rolls around, it's going to be active. Things are going to get real unchy. Everybody's going to be trying to bring in guys. And for Washington, there are key holes still left on this roster. I think the way the game is transitioning in the NBA, you've got to have multiple guys that range from the heights of 6'6 six, six to 6'10 six, that can create their own shot and guard on the perimeter. Um, we, we've seen it. Look at, look at the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum and guys like that who are able to do it at that size and then still be able to contribute on the defensive end. For Washington, Tommy Shepard and company, still a lot of work to do. Um, but this Bradley Beal thing, and, and I heard... And I saw, actually, rather, on Twitter today, my guy Quentin Mayo, very close to Bradley Beal. Peel the curtain back a little bit. He's close to Brad Beal, and he came out and said that he doesn't think it's a foregone conclusion that Bradley Beal is going to be a member of the Washington Wizards uh, by the time this season starts. And is that why the Wizards went with Johnny Davis Jr.? Because, like I just mentioned, there is still a legitimate hole on this roster at the point guard position, they could have traded back and potentially selected a guy like Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky who would have been able to come in and fit well right away. They choose to go with a guy who who has more of a profile as a combo guard. He's a scorer, though. And that's the one thing I think Washington addressed and that they could have stand, stood to use was just more bucket getters, guys who can create their own shot. Uh, obviously, we mentioned he's going to have to get better with his shot from range. But in college, you saw saw him do it on a routine basis in the Big Ten, being able to put his head down, get to the rack, plays really well and with good pace and transition. So there's a lot to like about Johnny Davis, and I like his basketball makeup, his identity. He's tough. The, the way he's willing to play that winning style of basketball, unselfish kid. So he's going to have to come in here right away and, and, and see how he fits. And I, and I said in the last segment, Wizards fans, have some patience with this young man. You can tap in with me, MGM National Harbor. Listen lines, 1-800-636-1067. Or you can get at me on Twitter, at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Tell me what you like about the Wizards' first-round pick last night. We'll go to Matt in Woodbridge. What's going on, Matt? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I was just calling in. I mean, it's it, it's an interesting pick, you know. It, it's he's not a point guard, so I, I don't I don't if they're putting him at point guard, I don't think it's going to work out. If they picked him to be a a two, well, he's a really good two, and he plays defense as well. So 
uh, you know, you made the point earlier. Maybe their thought in the back of their mind was that Bradley Beal's not going to be here that much longer. So if that's the case, it's probably a pretty good pick. Yeah, and I agree with everything you just said, Matt, and I appreciate the call. Look, we touched on it, and I said it earlier. Maybe they're trying to cover their tracks here for the potential of Bradley Beal departing this summer. I'll give you my thoughts on that revelation on the other side of this break. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Lanell Willingham here with you on the fan for about another 28 minutes or so before I hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll have Nats on deck from the great state of Texas. Nats on the road for a three-game series taking on the Rangers. First pitch at 8.05 for that one. Paulo Espino on the bump for Davey Martinez's club. But before we went to break, we were talking about these Washington Wizards just given our overall thoughts and opinions on the first-round pick from last night and Johnny Davis Jr., you can continue to tap in with me on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can also tap in with me on Twitter as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. We'll take a call right here. We'll go to Rod in D.C. This is a crazy comparison you have, Rod, from what I'm reading in here in the, uh, in the call, Doc. You think it's crazy? I really do think it's crazy. I hope you're just being, you know, using this as a hyperbole. Obviously, you don't like the pick. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blown away by the pick. Um, and if we talk about like, like team needs, right? Okay, we're we're replacing Brad, right? Okay, I understand. We don't know that. if that's a foregone conclusion yet, but go ahead. We don't. But this is a six-five, two guard. Right. Like he's not a point. So. What, what what are we what are we gonna put him at the three like stretch three? What, what are we gonna do it? Like I said, to me it seems like Admiral Schofield, right? We drafted <laughs> Admiral Schofield, and he was supposed to be this dynamic scorer and you know hit the three and everything like that. It did not work out, and Admiral Schofield was probably gone his rookie year. Or, or, <laughs> I think he plays in Orlando. I think he plays in Orlando right now. Well, he does. He, he's not a wizard, so <laughs> he's with the Magic. So I guess this. I guess this little. There's a connection there, but no, like I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not blown away by this man. And it feels like this really feels like the same old Wizards team when we had Ernie here. Like I don't, mm. I don't we still not making good decisions. And so why, why do you think? Feels, oh, why, why do you think it was a bad decision? What, what, what about the pick do you not like specifically? The fact that he is a two guard, or you don't like the prospect himself? Uh, so. Him first, I, I can honestly, I honestly say like I didn't know much about the game, right? Okay. Um, I actually felt like, and I said this last night, we drafted the wrong Johnny, right? I like Johnny Juzang from UCLA, but he wasn't that high in the pro. No, no, really, like and at ten, he, he's not that high on the prospect list. Huh? At, at ten, at number ten, you would take the kid from UCLA? No, well, not at ten, right? That's why I say he's not that high. I like him as far as, like, watching his career at UCLA, the longevity in which he played basketball. Like, he played a lot of his college career 
It's really divine. Like he, he played a lot of basketball games. Well, look, I, appreci- um, I appreciate the call, Rod. Look, I I I knew this was going to be a topic of conversation here today when I when I got on here. Yes, Johnny Davis is a two guard, but he's a bucket getter, and that's that's my rebuttal to anybody out there who has the problem with him being a two guard. This is 2022 in the National Basketball Association. You need as many guys that can put the ball on the floor and create their own shot and set their teammates up as possible. We, we don't know the future of Bradley Beal here in D.C., but if you're Tommy Shepard and you've got any type of inkling that this thing isn't going to work out here in our nation's capital with Brad Beal, you could have gone with a much worse succession plan. I'll say that. So if, if, if that's the angle that Tommy and company were looking at, I like it. And I like it also from the standpoint, of, like I just said, we don't have a lot of playmaking guards on this team. Bradley Beal is our only playmaking guard on this team. Ish Smith has a partially guaranteed contract, and, and I don't want him here for multiple reasons. He can't defend. He's too small. I'd rather have Grant Paulson out there playing point guard. So, it look, Denny Avdia, not a point guard, not a guy who's really known for setting up guys. That is the next step of his game that we need him to take. Corey Kispert, not a guy who can get his own shot off the bounce. He's more of a spot-up shooter. I think Johnny Davis fills a need for Washington. He can go get it off the bounce. He's got dog in him to defend and play both ends of the floor. He's not going to get blown by. I do worry about, does Washington have that table setter? Are they going to be able to land that table-setting point guard that's going to be able to get these guys their own shots? Because ask Bradley Beal, life gets much tougher when you have to be the primary ball handler and still try to get your own shot. So there are going to be, if Brad's here, there are going to be instances where these two guys play together. But based on Quentin Mayo's report, and that's what I want to get into right now, is that this is a quote from Quentin Mayo, who, if you all know, very close to to the Bradley Beal family. And I'll peel back the curtain here a little bit. Quentin and Brad are, are they have a little they have a relationship. So when Quentin says things like this, I don't take it for for granted. I also take it with a grain of salt as well, because I know he's not Bradley Beal. He, he's just a guy close to Bradley Beal. This is the quote from Quentin Mayo. I wouldn't pencil in Bradley Beal's return to DC as a foregone conclusion. He's very much undecided in weighing all his options, end quote. Now, this is where I become frustrated with Bradley Beal and also with Wizards management and Tommy Shepard. From the perspective of Bradley Beal, the only way in reason, look, there's $250 million on the table for this young man. It's generational wealth. He's already made a lot of money in his career, though. It's about winning, right? So the narrative and scenario that is out there is that Bradley Beal is pretty much holding a gun to Tommy Shepard's head saying, look, get me talent and help on this roster, and then I will commit to signing to you guys. Now, legally, Bradley Beal can't come out and say he's going to sign with the Wizards because technically he's an unrestricted free agent because he opted out. So it will be you know, breaking the, the league's tampering rules. So he can't just come out and flat out say this. But when Quentin Mayo puts out something like this where there's smoke, there's fire. I'll say that. Leading up to the draft, I'm, I'm texting with Chris Naki, who who is very plugged in with, with some of the guys in the Wizards front office. 
There was a report out there that Bradley Beal was interested in joining little bro Jason Tatum on the Boston Celtics in a sign-in trade, potentially. That would be the only way that that scenario would work out. But if you're, if you're Washington and if you're Tommy Shepard, you, look, you need to get some type of firm commitment from Bradley Beal, preferably before free agency opens up so you can know what the hell you're doing. So you're not just going out there winging free agency. And a lot of teams are going to make that mistake this summer. And we saw Washington do it. We see teams like the New York Knicks trading away first-round picks to try to clear cap space in, in hopes of being aggressive and luring a star to New York. How many damn years have we been saying that, that the Knicks have been trying to bring somebody to New York and opening up and creating cap space? So they clearly are trying to open up cap space with no plan. Washington, you can't do that. Don't be the Knicks. Don't be the Wizards of old. I laud and commend Tommy Shepard. The past 18 months for this franchise has been an absolute whirlwind. He trades John Wall to the Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook. They do a year of Russell Westbrook. They get bounced by the Sixers in the playoffs. They fire Scott Brooks. Westbrook's on his way out. You're able to bring back a nice package and core of veterans in exchange for Russell Westbrook. Things don't go the way you anticipated them. There's friction in your locker room. Bradley Beal only plays 40 games, 42 games, before going on injured reserve and getting season-ending you know, left wrist surgery. You acquire Porzingis at the deadline. And now you're, you're Tommy, you're right back looking at Brad. Like, well, now what do you want me to do? I just drafted you, Johnny Davis Jr., a young man who projects not as the point guard that you need, but as somebody who can come in and make an immediate impact because of what he could do on the defensive end, because of his ability to create his own shot. And this is a young man, in my opinion, he loves basketball. And not just my opinion from people you talk to. The kid loves basketball. A lot of guys called him the most improved player in the country last year. They, 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 this is a guy who was a highly touted recruit coming out of high school. He's, a, he's tough. He's going to be able to carve, him, carve him, himself out a role. Because he's already got a skill set coming in. He was uber productive a year ago. He is the most productive college basketball player that the Washington Wizards have drafted since Bradley Beal. So, look, I don't love the pick. Look, and it's always so so early in the process to really go out on a limb and put your fork in the sand and draw your line in the sand and say whether you like a pick or not. But on paper, with what we talked about already with the uncertainty of Bradley Beal, This could be a guy who can come in and maybe replace Bradley Beal. And if you are in a situation where you lose Bradley Beal, you know this roster is going to look drastically different if you make some type of deal to where Bradley Beal is no longer here in D.C. And if you're Tommy Shepard and company, you cannot play this back-and-forth game with Bradley Beal. You cannot afford to be stuck in mediocrity. If he wants out, you need to know before July 1. Look at your calendars right now. It's June 24th. 
we are slowly creeping up on the start of free agency here for the Washington Wizards, and there are a plethora of holes still on this roster. Because whether Bradley Beal re-signs here or not, you still don't have a point guard. You're still lacking wings that can create their own shot outside of Kyle Kuzma. You got one. So look, Wizards, let's make a move. Let's be aggressive here. And I said it earlier, you can't knock Tommy Shepard's hustle and drive and want to. He's shown the aggressiveness to go out and wheel and deal to try to improve this roster, and it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation that he inherited. And really, his last 18 months on the job have just been cleaning up the mess of his predecessor. This is the best kid in prospect that Tommy Shepard has drafted since he's been the general manager of the Washington Wizards. There were plenty of other good picks on the board last night. We'll get to those on the other side of this break. I got your winners and losers last night from the NBA draft. But before we hit the break, I got to tell you about my friends at Tropical Smoothie, the official smoothie of the Washington Nationals. Tropical Smoothie Cafes, Watermelon Mojita, and Mango Berry Cosmo Smoothies are back this summer. Pair one with our new salsa verde quesadilla. Dive in and get yours delivered to your door today. Tropical Smoothie Cafe, the official smoothie of the Washington Nationals. we got to take a quick timeout on the other side of this break. Winners and losers from the 2022 NBA draft. Stick with me. Listen to Linnell Willingham on 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Fan. Linnell Willingham back with you. One final segment before I pass things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll have Nats pregame for you. First pitch of Nats and Rangers set for 8.05. I said before we went to the break, I'll give you my winners and losers from last night's NBA draft. And I'll preface this by saying, obviously right now this is all just a projection. Um... None of these picks are going to are surefire things. Just go back and look at the history uh, of the NBA draft and some of the big time misses there have been uh, in the lottery. So uh, obviously, it's not a guarantee that these guys are going to hit. But on paper, I'll give you my winners and my losers. And my big winner from last night are the Detroit Pistons. I, I was a huge fan of what they were able to do. You already you started this last year acquiring Cade Cunningham and he was a stud. And, and now going into year two, you're able to add a backcourt mate for him in Jaden Ivey, the kid out of Purdue, who is just as spicy of an athlete as there was in the in college basketball last year. You saw him drawing all the comparisons to John Morant, Russell Westbrook. It's real. He has got legitimate upside. In real deal athleticism, he jumps out the damn gym. You know, he obviously, you know, has room to grow as a shooter, but just his first step quickness and burst 
it, it is elite. Now, for the Pistons, they trade Jeremy Grant the day before the draft uh, over to the Portland Trailblazers, you know, clearing up tons of cap space for what the hopes is, is to acquire a guy like DeAndre Ayton or Miles Bridges. But in my opinion, based on what they did last night, trading back up into the lottery and landing Jalen Duran, the, the center from the University of Memphis, boy, you add Miles Bridges to this thing or somebody, or just you're able to fill out the rest of this roster, Ivy, Cunningham, Duran. They've got young pieces that are athletic and ready to grow. I I, like, I love what the Detroit Pistons did. I think Duran was the icing on the cake, the cherry on top, the 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 mwah, mwah part of the whole thing. You know, almost like a throw-in at, at the end of the day, because the backcourt of Jaden Ivey and Kay Cunningham was already going to give you know opposing teams in the Eastern Conference fits. These are Two guys who are pretty good athletes. Cunningham, an underrated athlete, but just has tremendous size uh, at the guard spot. And you talk about the pick and roll threat with Duran and Ivy, and then Duran and Cunningham. I mean, it, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun basketball being played in the Motor City this fall. I want to bring in my producer, Mr. Ryan Knows It All, Ryan the Stallion, <laughs> producer of Grant and Danny. Who was your winner last night? Man, the this, NBA draft. this one was kind of easy for me because I, I've been eyeing this Nothing one out for a for while. Stallion, it, it, this one was a little, <laughs> a little easy, my guy. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma City Thunder getting Chet Holmgren, number two overall in last night's draft. Yeah, I mean, everyone's saying this guy's the next Kevin Durant. This guy's the next Kevin Durant. First off, I will say he's not going to be Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, be a pipe dream. It, yeah. that, that's a pipe dream, and, and like. You can compare him to that, though, and, and I think there is a comparison there. And, of course, the GM that drafted Kevin Durant, Sam Presti. Yeah. He got the KD lookalike, or not the KD <laughs> lookalike. He got the KD comparison. Yeah. And so I think this is going to be a perfect fit. He's had to establish a vet like Kevin Durant. So I think he's going to be having an opportunity to put some pieces in place there, and I think they did a great job last night. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, For Chet, I think the reason he didn't go one, obviously, is everybody's worried about the body. But Ryan touched on it. He's a unicorn uh, at, at seven feet tall. And to have the stroke that this young man has from the perimeter, it's, it's special. And he led the country in blocks as well last year with 3.7 a game. So the promise that he has on the defensive end as well. He is what today's modern big man is and what the game uh, is transitioning to. So I, I did love that pick uh, from Sam Presti and company. But it wasn't the only pick I liked from them as well. They got the kid uh, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara who is projects as a guy that could be a, a plug-and-play 3 and D from day one. Um, he's got good, athletic, good athleticism, the ability to create his own shot. Um, and I, I think he'll fit in well with Shea Gilgis-Alexander there. Uh, in, in in Oklahoma City. Um, the draft wasn't perfect for every franchise. Obviously, there were some losers in the draft as well. And the big one for me is the New York Knicks. Um, and look, there were some built-in excuses, I guess, for the Knicks. Maybe all the prospects that they wanted at 11 were gone by the time they got there. But I don't know. A guy like Oche Abaji was still there on the board. And... 
they trade that pick in clear cap space. They were able to move off of Kemba Walker's contract as well. But, man, like, you're doing all this in the hopes of going and chasing a guy like Jalen Brunson? You're, you're, you know, a, a small point guard that doesn't really fit what you're trying to do and hasn't proved the ability to be the number one option for a basketball team. You're going to pay him or try to pay him close to $20 million a year. What's the ceiling on the New York Knicks with Jalen Brunson leading them? I mean, obviously, you still have guys like R.J. Barrett and, and Julius Randle, but if you're the Knicks, you've been you've done this song and dance before. You've given up assets before to try to clear out cap space in hopes of luring in a big-time free agent, and it's come back and smacked you right in the face. Who, have, who has been the big free agent acquisition for the New York Knicks? We've been playing this game, it seems like, for the last five, six years, ever since LeBron James took his talents to South Beach. It feels like the Knicks have been trying to, 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 to lure in a big-time free agent. Nobody wants to go play for the New York Knicks. Because if they did, they'd be there. They would have acquired a star. They've had cap space. And instead of filling out and using up all that cap space to acquire big-time talent, they've had to overpay for middle-of-the-line players, and it's led them to mediocrity. It's led them to mediocrity. So I don't know the direction of the New York Knicks. Most teams, and we saw it with the two teams that played in the finals, you have your two stars that you pay big-time money, and then you got to hit doubles and triples in the NBA draft and fill out the remainder of your roster with cheap talent. Look at the rotation of the Boston Celtics and how it was built all through the draft. They didn't have any big-time major free agent signings. Their biggest free agent acquisition was Al Horford. You know? This is everything built from within. And I think last night's draft showed you that. And there were some other teams that hit some doubles and triples last night as well. But the overlying theme, in my opinion, is let's get guys that can come in and contribute right away. There are a lot of teams that couldn't afford to go and select a guy and bank on someone with a high ceiling. Go get me the guy with the, low, with, with, with the high floor who we know what he's going to be. Get me guys that can come in and be NBA rotational players right away. And to spin it back on the Wizards before we get out of here, that is what Tommy Shepard and company have tried to do the last couple years. Drafting guys like Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert, Rui Hachimura. They've tried to hit doubles. We'll see how good those young cats are moving forward, but I'll tell you this, and I'll get out of here on this note. The young man they drafted in Johnny Davis Jr., he has the identity and makeup of somebody who's going to be a part of this organization for a long time, and he's got a lot of damn upside, whether or not Bradley Beal is going to be here or not. That's going to wrap things up for me. It was a fun show. Hopefully you guys were able to learn something. Gave you my winners and losers. Took a big picture view of the Washington Wizards. If you want to engage more on that talk, tap in with me tomorrow. 106.7 The Fan, 1 to 3.35. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler up next with Nats on deck. Good night, everybody.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.